morning, everybody. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. Happy Sunday, y'all. This morning, I am honored to have the Progressive Firefighters Association Charities in the building. I have the president of the organization, Mr. Keith Bell. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Cindy. How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling on this blessed Sunday? I am wonderful. <laughs> Thank God for life, health, and strength. Yes. All right. So it's an honor because I've never interviewed a firefighter. Really? Yeah. And except um, Ignatius. Is he a firefighter? Carol, he is a firefighter. And that, <laughs> that, that's my boy, by the way. But not really interviewed him. I just seen him on TV uh, <laughs> or cool, in the lobby. Cool. Good brother. So you're Good actually brother. the first firefighter that I'm interviewing. So we, we just made history on the Super Cindy y- show. Right? Yes. Cool. Yes, we did. Cool, cool. So, Keith, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you originally from? Where did you grow up? My name is Keith Bell. I am originally from Miami, Florida, born and raised. Okay. I was raised in the Liberty City Project Housing. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, Little Haiti. 65th Street, Northeast 2nd Avenue. So so you a Raider? You went to Edison? Absolutely. (laughs) Red Raiders are in the house. Um, So I grew up in the projects, you know, Mm -hmm. what is known now as Little Haiti. 65th Street, Northeast 2nd Avenue. Okay. And uh, I have to tell you that we had some rough times, Mm -hmm. but if I had to do it all over again, I would go right back to the same projects that I grew up in, but I would do some things different. Okay. And, you know, we do as young African-American men coming up in the inner city. So so did you get into, like, some trouble when you were a teenager or, you know, when you were younger? Oh, of course. I don't know any young male coming out of the inner city that that, that didn't get in some trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank God that I had some older brothers and some guys that grew up with me in the projects that really didn't allow us to follow their steps Mm. because they had been in and out of prison. So, you know, as young guys, we looked up to the older guys, wanted to try to do some of the things that they were doing, Mm -hmm. which was a lot of negative negative stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they wouldn't allow us to do that. And I thank God for that right now today. So so let's just say, how old were you when you decided that you wanted to become a, like out of everything, why a fire, fire, firefighter? You know, miraculously, mm-hmm. um, just a normal day in the projects, mm-hmm. you know, riding our bikes that we used to have to fix our own bikes. So mother didn't have the, the money to pay for bikes. So mm-hmm. we, you know, fixed our own bikes in the projects. And, you know, my older brother wanted to take the bike from me. Mm-hmm. So you know how you try to speed away yeah. and get away, and he's chasing me, and I ran out into the streets and got hit by a car. Whoa, and so how old were you? I was about 11 years old at the time. Whoa. And uh, when I got hit by a car, it was the city of Miami fire mm-hmm. department who responded. And the way that they handled me mm-hmm. and took care of me, you know, that kind of changed my, my, my whole perspective. That's what made me want to become a firefighter. Uh, I am the first in my family. I really didn't know how to get into it. But that very same fire station that was in the neighborhood, after I recovered from the injuries, I Mm -hmm. started going by the city of Miami fire station over in Little Haiti. When you got hit by a car, like, what what were the injuries? Like, did you break your legs or, like, what? Yeah, I I, I broke my right leg Mm -hmm. and I broke my ankle. So I had two broken bones in the same leg mm-hmm. and but the city of Miami took very very good care of me and uh, once my injuries healed I started going over to the fire station and you know walking through the fire station and guys started showing me the truck mm-hmm. that is what made me want to become a firefighter uh, and want to become a public servant it. of course no pun intended of course that's <laughs> what ignited it <laughs> The guys from the city took care of me, so I have to give the city of Miami Day props on that. Were they white firefighters or black firefighters? I mean, I just want to know. Believe it or not, Mm -hmm. they were all white firefighters. That's dope, but But, that's cool. They took care of brother. That's what. Not to say that they wouldn't. What I was saying was like, did you have 
role model black firefighters to look up to and the the firefighters that saved you were white and you still I yeah. guess color wasn't No, not brain. coming up in the inner city mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. We didn't see a lot of uh, you know, black firefighters. Yeah. Um as a matter of fact, I don't remember one black firefighter mm-hmm. uh back then. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so when I was trying to get involved, I had a mentor yes. that we went to the same high school. He's a graduate of Miami Edison Senior High as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, his name is Paul Smith. And this guy pretty much mentored me. And uh, 20 years later, here I am today. Awesome. So, like, when when this happened to you when you were 11, as you were growing up in your teens and going through high school, was firefighter, like, when people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Was that your answer or you were, like, something else? I want that to be was a football not my player answer. or whatever? I think anybody mm-hmm. that's coming out of the inner city, mm-hmm. you know, you wanted to play football. That, yeah. that, that was it. <laughs> football was everything for yeah. us and the projects. And uh, we couldn't even come outside if we mm-hmm. didn't want to play football. So football mm-hmm. was everything. You know, going to, you know, high school and colleges, you know, you get, sometimes things happen. You get these injuries that prevent you from playing the type of football that you are capable of playing. My second drawback was to always become a firefighter. And when okay. I knew that, I couldn't pursue the football career anymore. Mm-hmm. Plan B came into play. Firefighter, <laughs> high up on the priority list. So that's why I pursued. When you meet young people today, because I've met a few people that say they want to be a firefighter, right. and I've even, when I was doing the morning show, announced that there's like a thing to for black, like to lure African Americans right. to apply for right. fire academy, Absolutely. and there was like Absolutely. grants or something to help yes. pay for the fire yes. academy. Yes. When you meet younger people that want to become firefighters, like what is your words of wisdom or advice to them? Like. My my words of wisdom um, is, is actually coming from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us coming out of the inner city don't have the means to pay yeah. for the certification because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. You're talking about just to become a firefighter, it costs you $3,500. Mm. And then to become a paramedic probably costs you another 3000 and something dollars. And then you have to go to EMT school as well. So where's the average African-American male or female coming out of the inner city? Mm-hmm. How, how are they going to afford that? So you have yeah. to go to fire academy school, which is like... I I remember when I went to Miami-Dade, there was, like, that building, and I saw the firefighters. Yes, yes. And then you have to go to e- emer- like e- EMT to become, uh, like, uh, to save lives, right? Because <laughs> once you, you take them out the fire, right. you got to bring them back to life or save them. Right. So you got the fire academy, which is about, if you go full-time, it's about mm-hmm. six months. Okay. And then you got EMT, which is the emergency medical technician portion mm-hmm. of it. That's about a semester. And mm-hmm. then you got paramedic. Paramedic is a step uh, higher than the EMT. Mm-hmm. With paramedics, you get to push all the drugs and do all the, the good all stuff. stuff. So that's another, probably another year and a half. So you're talking about two and a half, almost three years, just to get those certifications and then it costs all that money Mm. so where's the average inner city person is going to afford that how are they going to afford that yeah you know and so what what is like one story i'm sure you've saved a kabillion lives how many how many years have you been a firefighter 20 oh gosh well is there one story that stands out that whether it was a happy ending or a heartbreaking or something that you'd like to share to the list share with the listeners like you know what it, it so was many. one story, mm-hmm. and um, I don't remember the year, but okay. I know the day because it was my daughter's birthday, mm. October 14th. I was not originally supposed to go to work that day, but they called me, mm. um, so I went to work. The first call that we got that day was a shooting at a kid's party. Mm. So we get to the call.
call. And but where's the fire? Why are you guys going to them? Because we're paramedics. Remember, we're firefighters oh, and paramedics. So, so we're dual certified. Right. So oh, when they call 911, uh, we show up. So when I see the firefighter firefighter truck zooming by with lights, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to put out a fire. It right. means that they can also that be... That means they probably oh, will be going to a I medical call. I never thought call. of that. Yeah, a lot of times we don't have the big high-rises like New York and Chicago, mm-hmm. so we don't fight as many fires as they do. The amount of medical calls that we run is probably 80 to 90% medical calls. Mm. So we, we don't run a whole lot of fire calls. Oh, okay, I got you. So we're dual certified. Okay. We can put the fire out and we can save you at the same time. Okay, so, so now when I see the fire... Don't want Fire that. truck. What I'm woman gonna... don't want that. Okay, so it's October 14th, and what? October what 14th. Mm-hmm. So we get a call, mm-hmm. uh, a shooting, and it's at a kid's party. So we get to the party, and we walk in the door. Immediately right to the right, there's a young kid on the floor dead. Mm. And as we're walking through, there's a few other people shot. The ones that were still salvable, mm-hmm. which we can probably save these people, Yeah. we immediately took them and brought them outside. So now... While we got them outside, we can see what we were working with. Mm. We had two kids, two adults, and I think three other kids that was inside. Mm. The two kids that we had outside and one of the adult females, we couldn't save her. Mm. One we saved. One kid had a gunshot wound to the head, mm. which he wind up living. We saved mm-hmm. him. The other kid, female, was shot but in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. We saved her. And the young adult, she was shot, like, in the mouth. Literally in the oh mouth she was God. shot. And we saved her as well. So that's a day that, that um, I would never forget because it was my daughter's birthday. Mm. And she was young at the time. Yeah. So I'm looking at these kids and I'm thinking, God, why did I come to work today? You know, so to that's, that's, that's something that... I would never forget, mm. um, you know, on the day that my daughter was born. And, you know, that's that, that day that my daughter was born, I will not never forget because I lost my sister two hours oh. before my daughter was born. Mm, so, so, so much on that yeah, day. So it's just something about October 14th. <laughs> yeah. How do firefighters and EMTs and paramedics stay mentally strong? Because what you see every day, and you've seen it for 20 years, what, what do you guys get, like, help? Or what, like, how do you stay mentally well, strong? We do get help, you know, if we need counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the department uh, has a way of sending us to uh, counseling, but it comes with the territory, mm. you know, and um, you're going to see some things. school, do they te- teach you that, like, prepare you for what you're about to deal with in EMT school? They prepare they you, but it's totally different when you, see it. When you, when you get out there <laughs> and, and you're dealing with it. Because, like I say, you have so many people's lives are in your hand, and these mm. people are looking you dead in your eyes saying, save me. You help you know, me, save, save me. me. So and their family's probably around them screaming if they're there. Oh, my god. The gosh. ultimate goal is to save everybody, but, you know, we don't make that, 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 that ultimate call. And, okay. and, you know, I tell people all the time. We're going to do our best. Mm-hmm. But you know that guy above don't make no mistakes. So okay. we're going to definitely do what we do have to do. But that man has the last word. Yes, indeed. And to lighten up the mood, because, like, the hairs on my <laughs> arms are standing up. Like, I could never be your your profession. And God bless you for that. Thank you. Thank but you. Is it like on TV, like there's a guy who cooks in the firehouse and you guys eat his food, or are, are now it's up to Uber Eats so that you guys eat? <laughs> you know what? It's it's uh, We do have some guys.
guys that that can really get down in the mm-hmm. kitchen. Because I be um, seeing the firefighter truck at BJ's and yeah, at Publix, yeah, yeah. and it'd be a group of them, and I just be looking at what they're putting in the basket, and they be planning the meal plan. And... Well, it's just like it's just like we home. Uh, mm-hmm. We got the dorms. We got everything that you have at home. We mm-hmm. have in the station. Cool. And of course, when we come in in the morning, you know, we do our morning briefing, and we figure out okay, whose day is the cook? You know, oh, who's okay. the cook day? All right, and what are we going to eat? The ones that can't cook, are you just leaving them off yeah, the list? Yeah, the ones that can't cook, we, we don't bother them. But you know, everybody has a cook day, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you 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 figure out okay. What do we want to eat today? So the consensus. What is what what is the consensus today? Okay. Some people may say, let's put some steaks on the grill. Mm. Let's do some uh you know, some some mashed potatoes and things yeah. like that. But yeah, we all have a cook day. And, and how many people are you guys out. usually cooking for? Seven, but mm. then we have stations out like at the airport. We got about seventeen, eighteen people out there. Oh. So it can go anywhere from <laughs> seven to four to seventeen. Wow. And and in the twenty years that you've been a firefighter, have you been at the same station or have you hopped around stations? No, you know, you come in as as what they call us rookies and mm. you probably will be at the busiest stations. Uh, in the county rookie? as a rookie, yeah. You, you're going to be at the busiest Because they want to, what, break you into Not necessarily break or? you in, but the guys who have the seniority, yeah, they're moving out to... The the more yeah, laid-back... The more laid-back station. So, <laughs> so after 20 years, are you at a laid-back station? I'm, I'm at a very laid-back station. Oh, yes. <laughs> you earned it. I high-five that. So, I give uh, you that permission. Yeah, we, we get the young guys come in, the, you know, the young gun-ho mm. guys come in and... and uh, those are the guys that go to the busy stations and be up all day and all night. Wow. We paid the way. We paid the way. So I the younger guys it. come in I'm so glad. and they taking over. I'm so glad I asked you this story, like, to break it down. Because a lot of people just see the fire truck and we don't get it. We don't know well, what, you know. You got to come ride with us one day. I'm allowed to go ride in a fire truck? Of course. You got to come ride with us one oh, day. Oh, yes. We need to schedule that, like, ASAP. We're going to set that up for you. <laughs> yeah, you can come ride with us. But don't don't mind the selfies and the videos that I take because I need to, like, <laughs> show off on social media. We'll, we'll be more than happy <laughs> to have Super Cindy ride with us. That is so cool. So let's get into the Progressive Firefighters Association Charities. Yes. How did that come about? The Progressive Firefighters was founded in 1978 Okay. by David C. James and Dr. Charles U. Phillips, mm-hmm. who was the first African American fire chief of Miami Dade County. Whoa. Back in the early sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. they weren't hiring minorities. Minorities mm-hmm. meaning African American, females, Hispanics, Cubans, and whatever else come with the minority. Yeah. But they weren't hiring minorities back then. And these two brothers got together and they started brainstorming about, hey, look, this isn't right. We all pay taxes here, but why can't we get a fair shot just like everybody else? Mm-hmm. So they got together and they formed the Progressive Firefighters Association. And in doing that, mm-hmm. they sued the fire department for discrimination. Mm. And they won the lawsuit. Whoa. So that's how the Progressive Firefighters got started. And did they brothers. remain firefighters after that? They did remain firefighters. And yeah, how all did throughout the their career. Stay? Well, you know, sometimes you have to come, you know, to the table mm-hmm. and, and you have to talk about the differences. Mm-hmm. Now, the lawsuit, it's been won. It's they, they, you know, voted in our favor. So the idea was to open up the fire department to minorities. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have, you know, this position like everybody else does? You know, just give us an equal playing field and, you know, We'll do what we need to do to become firefighter, but it was always the stumbling blocks mm-hmm. of of how come we can't hire enough African American people. There's a lot of people in the neighborhoods, a lot of people coming from the inner city that want to be firefighters, mm-hmm. but we're not exposed to it like everybody else. This yeah. is a second, third, fourth, fifth generation type job. 
Mm. You know, I'm the first in my family. So anyone else in your family at five five? No, now? but oh. I want to make sure that my son yeah. has an opportunity when he gets old enough to be a firefighter. If but he wants to, that he has the opportunity. That was always the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth generations, mm-hmm. and we didn't have that as an organization. So we've been fighting, fighting, fighting to make sure that we are represented. You know, in the fire service, it's been forty years, and we still fighting that same fight. It's not as blatant as it was back mm-hmm. in the 60s and 70s. But it still exists. But it still exists, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we just want to make sure that we are represented in our communities. That's awesome. And why why the word charities at the end? It could have been the Progressive Firefighters Association. Why was charities added to that? Because like, we, you, mm-hmm. we knew that we had to do something more than, you know, just being an average firefighter. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get out in the communities and, and, and help our communities and make sure that, that, that we are seen in our communities doing community service work. So that's where the charities come in, the charities part come in. Um, as first responders and firefighters, we teach swimming programs uh, for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We give out 500 turkeys. Uh, we do a lot of mentoring, a lot of mentoring to at-risk kids. Uh, we give a Christmas toy drive to the mm-hmm. less fortunate. Awesome. Um, there's a lot of things that the, the organization do. Where where are you guys centralized? Is it all Miami-Dade County, or is it, like, a specific neighborhood? Like, where where do no, you guys the Progressive focus? Firefighters was founded in Opelika, Florida. Okay. But we have now expanded to Broward County, so it's not just oh, okay. Miami-Dade County. It's also Broward County as well. Okay. You know, so we do, like, again, we do a lot of uh, community service work because we want to make sure that, our people see us out there, and, and we're visible out there in the communities. When you speak of Broward, I got to give a big high five and a shout out to my boy Teach. His wife is a firefighter, Vanessa. And when I see her pictures, and I saw her transformation while she was going through the process, she and she's like five four. Vanessa, Turk. <laughs> she is a yeah, you know Vanessa. <laughs> she is a firecracker and. Yes, she is. Yes. yes she is. What up, B? Yes, she is. Yes, she is a, 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 she is a firecracker. Um, <laughs> we met, and, um, you know, I was helping out at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, she does work in Broward County, mm-hmm. but we're hoping to bring her down to Dade County. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm going to give a, I'm going to make the call. Yeah, make the <laughs> they call. Get, they want you, V. <laughs> All right, so let's speak a little bit more about the charities part of the um, Progressive Firefighters Association. Um, on August 13th, you had a teacher appreciation back-to-school giveaway. What what did that consist of? What was that? You know what? We used to do a um, a book bag giveaway mm-hmm. every year. We was doing that for the last, probably the last 20, 30-some years. Mm-hmm. And we started to notice that everybody is doing the book bag giveaway now. There's a lot. Everybody uh, is doing 99 it. 99 Jams has one right. going on. Right, <laughs> so we did the book bag giveaway. We uh, did free haircuts. We did manicures. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I was just sitting one day, and, and I was just, you know, doing what I normally do. And I say, well, everybody's doing book bag giveaways, man. We've been doing this for the last couple of years. Let me try to come up with something else. So I immediately thought about doing something for the teachers. You know, because oh, I, I, awesome. see, I see that teachers have to go and buy supplies. Out of pocket. Out of pocket. Uh-huh. So I got together with the organization, and I mm-hmm. kind of pitched it to the organization. The organization said, that's a great idea. They loved it. So we put it together, mm-hmm. and we had it. On August 13th, okay. we had almost 500 teachers out there Whoa. that we were able to give supplies to for back to school, which okay. they didn't have to spend one dime. 
I'm going to give you my round of applause. <laughs> I'm so appreciative because I've never heard of you guys, of anyone really, and I apologize if someone is doing it, but I'd never heard of giving supplies to teachers because they're the ones putting the stuff up in the classroom, giving the, a lot of the students pens and stuff when they don't have it, and it comes out of their pocket. Yeah, it was just an ideal, and, um, you know, I have to give some other people props if I may. Mm-hmm. Very good friend of mine, Keith Harrell, mm-hmm. um, Footprints Across Haiti, he has an organization as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also my fraternity brother. Um, the PBFFA, which is the Professional Black Firefighters Association from the city of Miami, mm-hmm. they also pitched in as well. And I don't know if I can say this or not, but uh, we had a um, state representative, Cynthia Stafford, mm-hmm who came on board with us to put all this together. So it was a great event. Uh, We reached over 500 teachers, and they are looking forward to this next year. Yes. And uh, we are looking forward to it as well. And I'm going to just put out there, Super Cindy, that I want to invite you um, to our next Teachers Appreciation event next year. I would love to be a part of it. I want you to be a part of it. I would love to be a part of it. putting in my bid. Okay, a year year in advance. I like that. Just so you know. Let me um, check my schedule. It's going to be bigger than what we did on August 13th. And, you know, and and, um, people always concentrate on the upliftment of the children going back to school. But being a teacher, I always say this. I go to a pep rally and I'm about to pull my eyelids out, my my head. I'm like, being a teacher is so difficult, taking care of all these kids. Everyone has a different personality. Some behave, some don't. And you're trying to teach them at the same time. So high five to you. And definitely I will be involved with next year. And thank you. And, you know, I applaud any teacher that's teaching in the, you know, the system nowadays, because mm-hmm. I know when I was coming up, I was a knucklehead in school. So yeah. it's it's 10 times worse than, than when I was coming up. Yeah. So I applaud, Difficult. you know, the teachers for doing what they're doing and, and, and stepping up and, um, you know, teaching our kids. So let's talk about the 40th anniversary gala and scholarship fundraiser. It's happening Saturday, September 29th from 6 until 6 p.m. to midnight. And it's at the Firefighters Memorial Building, which is at 8000 Northwest 21st Street in Doral. $65 per person, $650 per table. And it's a nonprofit event. And tickets are available at Eventbrite. So just look up the Progressive Firefighters Association Charities and you'll find it. So let's talk about that. What is that raising money for? Um, Our 40th anniversary is, is raising money to help those individuals who want to become firefighters but don't have the means So what we were to talking pay. about. So uh, we've come up with this scholarship fundraising to help some of these people, you know, pay Cover their, their way to go and uh, become firefighters, EMTs, and paramedics. All right. So, again, it's all happening Saturday, September 29th, 6 p.m. until midnight. And I will be at the gala. I think I am. <laughs> you are invited. Yes, you will be there. Absolutely. With my gown, looking cute. Anyway. Absolutely. And again, go to Eventbrite and look up the tickets. It's it's for an amazing cause to help up and coming, you know, f- people who want to become firefighters, EMTs, to help them pay for the expenses. What's your social media or your, or where can they contact you? You can contact us at pfacharitiesinc.org. That's PFA, the word charities. Inc.org. Also, just wanted to talk about the 40th itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna 
have a lot of the pioneers who paved the way for people like myself to be here, they will be there as well. Awesome. And they're going to be telling these stories about oh, how that. it was for them back when they were on the department. It was a lot of discrimination going on. They couldn't eat at the same table as the other white firefighters. Whoa. So there'll be a lot of, of knowledge in the building. And we hoping mm-hmm. that people will come out and, and support this event because it's a it's for a good cause, first and foremost. Yes. But there's a, a lot of history that when it comes shared. to blacks and the fire service. Mm. And those guys will be there to tell their story. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm super excited about the event. Again, make sure you visit PFA Charities, Inc., which is I-N-C., .org. Again, it's happening Saturday, September 29th, the 40th Anniversary Gala Scholarship Fundraiser. I'd like to thank Keith Bell, who is the president of the Progressive Firefighters Association Charities, for stopping by. It was awesome meeting you, and I'm going to take you up on my fire fire truck ride offer. Whenever you're ready, <laughs> we're ready. All right, your girl, Super Cindy, <laughs> Community Matters.